Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But we do know if we want to continue to enjoy our lives, we have to be mindful of our health, especially how we nourish our bodies. And our guest today is an expert on helping us do just that. Dr. Rand McLean is a highly regarded physician who specializes in regenerative sports and family medicine. And today we're going to focus on his specialty in regenerative medicine because, after all, that's another word for anti-aging and regaining our youthful zest for life. And most exciting, there's some hot news in that department. Dr. McLean is a specialist on that, too. I can't wait to find out more. So welcome, Dr. McLean. Well, thank you. My pleasure to be here. Well, first off, of course, I want to get to that hot news right away. But before that, uh, I kind of glossed over an introduction of your specialties. You have a ton of them, and I know you really are one of those super physicians down in Southern California. So tell us a little bit about your professional background and maybe what became uh, how regenerative medicine became one of your interests. Well, thank you for, for the compliment. I'm Probably more than anything, it came from necessity. Um, I'm coming up on my 57th year, and I want to live a, a, a long life, but certainly I want to live one that is uh, full of quality, and now we call it health span. So um, I've always enjoyed medicine. I've always enjoyed uh, particularly treating myself and now others with diet, and um, it just seemed a natural course for me to to be on the one I'm on now and to learn as much as I can about it. Well, obviously you're doing a really great job because I've also seen your photo and <laughs> you just surprised me. You are then you are a boomer yourself at the tail end of our generation, I believe, if you're about to turn 57. So, good for you. Well, thank <laughs> um, you. And spe- <laughs> speaking of that, I do want to get right to again that hot news and one of the big big topics in diet and in nutrition and all that and that is of course uh, what we're going to discuss today, intermittent fasting. So it's become all the rage, but there's so many questions about it. Can you just give us some general basics about what intermittent fasting is and why it benefits our health? Certainly. The idea of intermittent fasting, I believe, originally was, well, depends on what you call originally. It goes back as far as ancient times can can be considered ancient times, um, often for religious purposes, but there might have been, as with so many uh, traditions, a medical or a health component that was considered. But um, I think more lately people have used it with the idea that it might help them lose weight. But what more people are finding out about now is that it's also a great way to help your body just be better. And, of course, well, yeah, losing excess fat can help your body be in better stead, but to help it regenerate, to help it clean up the mess, uh, a, a word we use for that is autophagy, where the cellular components that are no longer needed or that have become broken and oftentimes therefore no longer needed because they're not working as well, uh, will be cleaned up and, and either gotten rid of or recycled. And um, autophagy can also be used, by the way, to help in term in times of not having enough food around, which is why it, it is linked with 
intermittent fasting or any form of what we call nutrient deprivation so that the body can recycle some of the things that might be needed in a period where, uh, you know, one can't find food. Yeah, that that is so interesting because I think it dates back to our ancient roots where, again, like so many things in the modern diet, especially the modern American diet, sad, I know, the standard American diet, but um, we, you know, food is so plentiful and, of course, all the processed food. Uh, so we don't go through periods of starvation like we did, like our ancestors did. No, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head. Part of the problem with the American diet is, of course, the content of the diet. There's so much processed food, and I know that's another topic, but, you know, more apropos to this topic, there's just too much of it. And when there is all this energy uh, in the form of, you know, glucose, at, at the end of the day, and, and proteins can end up being used as energy, uh, then the body doesn't have a chance to engage these mechanisms, which were evolutionarily part of the survival mechanism. You know, it doesn't have time to repair, uh, to clean up the mess, this autophagy, when it's doing other things uh, mainly designed to build, if, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is, uh, for example, just a simple example of um, you know building muscle mass if you're trying to build muscle mass the body is not engaged in the cleanup and that's great uh, and it's especially a good uh, survival tool it's an evolutionary advantage when just 300 years ago you better grow up quick because life expectancy was about I think 42 300 years ago but afterwards in our period of life that's not necessarily a good thing. We don't need to grow anymore. What we need to do is uh, clean the barnacles off the hull of the ship, if you will. So um, you can understand how continuing to – well, I have barnacles. I know you don't. But um, continuing to <laughs> be involved in that growth process all the time is not good for you. And it can lead to things like uh, cancer. And arguably, um, yeah. autophagy – and this is a hot topic right now – can be used to, to counteract cancer and other things. So fascinating. And, yes, I have my share of barnacles. I hate to admit it, but <laughs> no, I do. Okay, now that brings me to a couple of questions for you. One of them, uh, and, again, I know we have a limited amount of time, so I don't mean to ask too many, but ketones. Okay, what the heck are ketones? I know they have uh, intermittent fasting helps turn them on, I guess. But tell us a little bit about why those are helpful. Well, weight loss gurus or, or anyone who's interested in losing fat is interested in ketones nowadays, I think, because what we know is there, it's another source of energy that the body can live on, uh, particularly the brain, uh, but it comes from fat. So when you, when, when you stimulate ketones, the only place from which they can come are the breakdown of fat. And, of course, people who are interested in losing fat are interested in using that fat that's already on their frame for energy. So... I think it's really just derived from that. It's, it's that simple. And, of course, when you go into these fasting modes, uh, particularly if you do it properly, uh, and it's hard to do it improperly, I would, I would add, you're, you're going to generate these ketones for fuel and therefore burn that excess fat. Now, that brings me to my big question. <laughs> this is as a woman with, my, again, my share of barnacles, but who has dieted on and off, you know, through a lifetime of boomer diets. So... The latest right before this is you want to eat small meals throughout the day and keep your blood sugar level. 
Now, this is just going, and of course, I know, you know, what breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You've heard that. Now, it's like it's throwing this all out the door, and what, how do these two, well, theories interact, and what's the right thing to do, Dr. Rand? Well, let me McLean, just say this, sorry. and it's a broader question, but in short, there is no one way. And anyone who tells you there is one way to diet, run away, okay? There isn't one way. And that, that, again, brings up a broader topic. You have to find out what works best for you. And, uh-huh. for example, in the idea of eating every three and a half, four hours, that was during the generation of exercise fanatics. Not that this isn't a generation of people who exercise, but the idea of eating frequently is to never let your body go into a state of catabolism where you're breaking down tissue. And bodybuilders and athletes that are trying to build muscle will – use that mantra invariably. Oh, I got it. and you see them carrying their 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 food with them in a you know, ice box, a portable ice box or container or whatever. That's the idea there. Um they have found incidentally that you can still put on muscle mass fairly easily and use the intermittent fasting method, but I think that's the source behind the um the, the small frequent meals so that you never go into a caloric deficit and, and break down muscle tissue for fuel, which was the understanding. And, of course, muscle tissue is synonymous with metabolism, right? The more muscle you have, the more you're burning calories literally, literally while you're sleeping. Okay, well, that does clear it up quite a bit. So thank you for that, Dr. McLean. Now, I've got another big question for you, and that is, okay, I'm I'm into intermittent fasting. I mean, I want to be into it, but it's not easy. How do you suggest we go about doing that? Again, as as people who have spent a lifetime of maybe dieting and you know don't want to go hungry anymore, how how do you suggest it, we might be able to accomplish the good side of fasting without uh, becoming real grouch pots as we get older? Well, slow and steady wins the race. What I would suggest for most people who want to start fasting is just try it for, uh, say, you know, a day of skipping breakfast and, and lasting as long as you feel comfortable before you go ahead and start eating for that day. There's so many different ways to do this. Again, depending upon what suits you, there are, I believe they call it a, um, a 16-8 fast. And if you think about it, you know, typically if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is getting seven to nine hours of sleep, that's an easy part, and you can get those hours out of the way. And then you add to that, again, skipping breakfast might add the additional uh, six, seven, eight hours and and boom, you've done it right there. One of the tricks is to not overeat when it's time, although, again, this goes back to what suits you best. Some people can't get enough calories in the day. I know, the grass is always greener. Um, <laughs> but, but, again, that's just one way of doing it. The other way you can do it is skip a whole day, but just do that once a week. Uh, and I think that's more from what I referred to earlier as the ancient times, the recipes that they were using for whatever religious purposes or whatnot, uh, but, again, there's all kinds of hybrids to that. Some people say, I, there's no way, like you just said. My mom always said breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I can't skip that. Uh, so they don't. So they'll wake up, have breakfast, but then they won't eat after 3 or 4 in the evening or the afternoon, and you've accomplished the same hourly restriction. So, again, you can see there's more than one way to skin a cat. Oh, Dr. McLean, well, that, I mean, because some of us are nighttime eaters, and that used to be a taboo, too. But if you don't eat way late into the night, you know, cut it out at, say, 8, 
That that's oh wow! I might just accomplish this, Doctor. <laughs> well, I am so thrilled to talk to you. But I do know you have a wonderful website because I've been on it. It is filled with information for all ages. So tell us where our listeners can go to find out more about you, your wonderful work, and of course all the the resources you provide on your website. Well, that's very nice of you. My website is PSR. MED.com. And uh, again, very nice of you to say we're, we're building it out even more so, and we'll add more information about this sort of thing as we, as we gather it and uh, more research is done. And, and a lot of research because of what's going on um, these days is, uh, particularly with uh, guys who are leaders in the field, like David Sinclair. I don't know if you read his book recently, but uh, the idea of promoting uh, health span, as we call it, with intermittent fasting is becoming more popular and, and because largely because it works and it's backed by science. So we'll have more of that on the website as it becomes available. Well, that's another public service that you are providing. I really appreciate that. And, yes, I've been watching quite a few <laughs> things with David Sinclair on it, and I agree, I want to live healthfully as long as possible you know so i just think that's great well unfortunately our time is just about up so do you have any final thoughts to leave with us boomers to keep us healthy into our 80s 90s and beyond dr mclean well i guess my biggest advice and comes up often in, in practice is don't jump on any bandwagon uh, go ahead and test the waters make sure there's some good science behind it and then find out if it works for you remember medicine is designed sort of like business for a one-size-fits-all, and that's not the case. Everyone's different, so, um, again, uh, try something and see if it works for you, and if it doesn't, I'm, I'm sure there'll be another way that, uh, that is tailored just for you. And, and, you know, I hate to say this because it sounds um, of self-interest, but uh, find a doctor who knows what he's talking about to help you do that because there's ways to test to see if it's working. And, of course, for most of us, it's just looking in the mirror and making sure we're looking thinner. Uh, but... Um, you know, for, for health span, there's, there's more intricate testing that can be used to determine if it's working for you. Well, Dr. McLean, I can tell you, you are at practice in Southern California. I urge everybody who's listening out there, check out your website and then uh, see if you can take them into your practice, too, because, my gosh, you have a wonderful uh, not only attitude, which I appreciate very much, but also you're obviously very cutting edge and, and packed with lots of great help for us. So thank you. And uh, again, for all of us boomers, we want to remain helpful. So please do check out Dr. McLean's website. Um, I'm sure that it will keep you engaged and feeling good about yourself. And after that, go out there and show the world just how feisty and fit a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.